we need so many more people in the pool of service who are rocking all of their power and their vulnerability and their truth and their soul path. There will never, ever be an overabundance of people that can help others. So if you have an inspiration to be of service to others, yeah, I mean, please more. We need more of those people. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have Kara Johnson. She is a mental projector and a clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient Reiki master. She is a psychic channel who uses her gifts to serve the world as an intuitive empath, helping her clients heal the self and return to their soul's calling. It's right up our alley. I can't wait for you all to meet her. She works in private session with her clients, AKA I'm one of them. And she also offers an online course to her community, which we will get into. She's been such a support to me personally and to the people that I surround myself with. So I just had to bring her on the podcast and share her all with you. But before we get into all the goodness in this episode, I want to invite you all into the High Frequency Formula Mastermind and applications are open now. We are holding space for 11 more of you and we're not applying any application fee for this round. This is for the women who are ready to use human design and the gene keys to become wealth energy. Get in on the movement of being wealthy and aligned at its lowest cost for enrollment before we close our doors December 31st. And remember, enrollment includes lifetime access to the high frequency formula and all future updates, including weekly live coaching and connection to my money line. We have monthly live trainings, astrology forecasts, and our community of highly empowered and driven women who are making the experience of quantum money normal. All right, so applications will fill up and not everyone will be admitted in but we promise the application process alone will blow your mind. The High Frequency Formula Mastermind is how you embody wealth energy in your life and business, and it allows us both to use your wealth energy profile the entire time. So head to the show notes and grab your spot to apply to the Mastermind to ensure you start the new year with an intention of success without sabotage. Now, let's get into the episode. So welcome, Kara. I'm so honored to have you. Oh my God, you said that so fucking awesome. I want to record that and just repeat it over and over again. That was smooth like butter. Yes. Thank you. I'm just grateful to have have you in my life and to have met you when I did. And I just know that my community is going to eat you up. I I found you through my bestie, Lena, which everybody in my community kind of knows Lena. And that was funny. Like Lena had a session with you and she was like, Danielle, you've got to see Kara. It was so funny. Everything that you've already been telling me, Kara said. And I'm like, 
girl. I know. Isn't that beautiful though? When that kind of confirmation comes in, I love that. I really do. I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and it's funny too. I didn't understand what the connection was until I showed up at Lena's property. Didn't even know it was Lena's property. And my jaw fell on the ground, just trying to absorb all that. And then recognizing this weird sort of two degrees of separation thing that was going on there, which of course you and I have both a couple of those with other people. So I think when people are doing juicy, awesome, energetic stuff, you know, the uni's going to make it, make sure that they find each other. And that's definitely your, your and I story. Yeah, for sure. And it couldn't have happened at a better time. That's for sure. I was looking over your Instagram profile and there was a quote on the grid and it resonated so deeply with what I teach over here in Wealthy and Aligned and for everyone in my community. And it said, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Oh, so yeah. I thought that was a juicy way to just kind of get into it, Kara. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's so funny. You know, I had a lot of judgment about where I ended up perching. You, you and I both live in the Temecula Valley area, and I've been in this area now for about 11 years. And I was before here, I was living in Westport, Connecticut, which is a super Gucci, beautiful, idyllic, holy shitballs place to live. And my world pulled me back here to Temecula. And, you know, when I landed here, I was just, I'm in my nose is up in the air. I'm like, what the F am I doing in this like fucking truck nuts, Christian <laughs> bullshit place. And yet I knew I was supposed to be here. And, you know, and I really struggled with it for a long time. And I started realizing that you're always put where you're supposed to be. And you need to really lean into that. And so for me, I felt like coming here was almost in my mind, it was kind of a step back, but what it has actually been as a step forward. And the reason is, is that I've had so many people find their way to my front door that are at every single level of understanding and evolution. And they're all saying the same thing. Everything coming out of their mouth is why am I here? What am I supposed to do? What's, what's my purpose? And how do I how do I make that happen? And, you know, the, the place where you and I, our crosshairs fire up is that, you know, in order to make the magic happen, you kind of need the money. You need the gravy. You need the cheddar, right? Yeah. So it's a one-two punch for me. So my, my jam isn't showing people how to, you know, rain the coin, but my jam is to help them get all of the marbles and gravel out of their way so that they can actually see their true value, purpose, magic, et cetera. And, um, you know, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what walk of life you come from. I don't care what your background is. We all have stuff in our backyard that's kind of, that we're still tripping on, whether it's just little ripples in the carpet or big, huge boulder fall downs, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of my work um, is focused on helping people get the past out of their way. I think where you drop in is you, you're dropping into that second level that I love working with people on, which is that conscious creation, which is that you start recognizing that there is an architecture to who you are and that you need to drop into that with your awareness and your with your intention so you can start moving into that reality. And people think that as soon as they land there, that that's it. They found their way to that awesome shore and that they don't have to do anything. But the sacrifice continues. 
Um, I love your background story. And I think sometimes people think when you've had a big fall or you've had like a big, you've been hit by a bus, you know, metaphorically, that somehow that makes it easier for you to launch, you know, those rags to riches or hit the bottom and spring up. But, but how many people do we know that have hit bottom and are just inchworming along on it? They've just gotten mm. so okay with that, right? So yes, it takes sacrifice in order to get where you want to go, but it doesn't have to feel painful. It can feel joyful. It can feel inspired. It can feel um, intended and purposed. You know, I think what you and I are starting to realize is it takes community. Mm -hmm, most and definitely. That's what you're creating. That's, that's where I'm headed with what I want to create for people at a soul level. It takes a village, you know, nobody gets through this on their own. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I could have gone a million different ways in the gifts that I have. And I mean, at first, I think it really was just a fire hose, you know, spray on anything that come in front of me. But I started realizing that where I have the greatest gift and aptitude is really helping people recognize and actualize the bigger path and purpose. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Because the truth about it is, is the quote says it perfectly, because if you aren't willing to sacrifice here, what you're ultimately sacrificing is your soul's purpose. Sure. That's exactly right. Exactly. Um, it's hard. There's a really funny story and I'm sure I'm messing it up in every way you can, but I just like the highlights that make me giggle. I heard a story about um, in Africa, how they find water is they'll take a baboon and they will dig a hole and they'll put a banana in the hole and the baboon will go to grab the banana, but he can't get his hand back out of the hole because the banana won't fit in and he won't fucking let go of the banana. And then they <laughs> trap him. They feed him salt and then they make him let go of the banana and they follow him to water. But the funny part of the story is how many of us are grabbing onto bananas that we just can't let go of? We can't see the forest for the trees. And then some of us are grabbing onto soggy brown ass lame <laughs> but we're like it's something it's better than nothing um <laughs> that I, I, is I, the truth right there isn't it so hilarious and yeah. i mean I, we're i think we're all victims of it regardless of where we're at on our evolutionary path i think that some of us will get to a place where we're where we're like oh i could have never envisioned myself here and i better not tempt the gods you know, because I've got it good and other people don't have it as good as me. So I just need to stop. And it's, instead of looking at it and from the standpoint of what is your soul's race to run? Ah, oh, yes. How, how far are you meant to go? And it's not like your race is better than somebody else. It's just that it's your fucking race. Like, what is that that you're supposed to do? So that's when, like, when, I, when somebody introduced me to human design, first of all, it just sounded like a lot of numbers and letters and freaking <laughs> geometry and my... <laughs> exploding I'm like, oh, but the person that was sharing this with me and I've told you this before she was just her her backstory was just it looked like it looked like a scene from a bad Vietnam movie it was just bombs and destruction and horror and I mean to her credit that chick never gave up and she stumbled into this and started you know, leaning into what the direction and the guidance and the architecture was telling her. And within a few years, she was, I mean, she started out as like a writer that was working for a junior college teaching people that were illiterate how to write like welcome letters and stuff. And like, we're talking in a matter of years, she was a VP. She's a VP at a major company and VP in operations. I mean, it's yeah. actually, it's mind, it's mind bending. Yeah. That's why I, like when I figured it the fuck out, 
I was like, what is happening? Why isn't this taught to our children in schools? Yeah, no, it's, it's insanity. It is absolutely insanity. It's the reason why when I started thinking about this, um, these soul courses that I wanted to start putting in front of people that I'm like, oh, they have to have their architecture done. They, yes. have, they have to know how they're wired. Otherwise, like we were joking around on Friday. Do you just walk in into walls like Mr. Magoo? You're just stumbling around, falling into holes, not realizing why all your magic and juju isn't giving you the results. And it's because you're going against the grain of yourself. Yes. Um, and that was a game changer for me when I realized how completely individualized I was when I, I got reflected to me this is the way you are. And, and, and that, that made so much sense in terms of how I picked up on energy, how I read people, how I felt people, it validated me and supposed to, we got to run with the herd and be like the person next to us or the person behind us. So, I mean, one of the things I wanted to ask you is how did that help with your already, you have all these gifts, like you're the empath that from a very, I mean, I know your story very young, very sensitive to the energy, but then finding out your human design, like how did that girl, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I, I didn't know you when I first had this done and I found this chick in Australia who did it and she's talking a hundred miles an hour. She's kind of spocky. So it was a lot of like, it felt like binary code when she's talking to me. I got every <laughs> third word. I was like, okay, I'm trying to digest all this. But when she showed me the picture of that, that crazy ass picture that you guys show people, oh, the body the weird, graph, the weird body. Yeah. And it was like white, white, white with a little bit of this and that, but mostly white. I was like, oh, there's nothing on that picture. Um, it made me realize that when people sit in front of me, that empathic ability, how I move into people and I move so deeply into them, I can't see the difference between them and me. That's the reason I'm able to do that. I was wired that way. It's not like I accidentally created that. That's part of my wiring. I didn't understand that about myself. It's also funny because this chick said, hey, if you ever try to go to psychics or intuitives, they're never going to read you properly because they're only going to see themselves. And girl, if I had a pickle for every fucking time, I'm like, why can everybody else go to those those people? But it never works for me. And I get so annoyed because as they're reading me, I'm listening to them and I'm like, they're wrong. That's off. That's not right. And I'm like, ah, so the way that I would use psychics is I listen to myself through them, recognizing where they're off and where I'm on because they can't read me properly. Mm. It's it's like looking into a lake. You just see yourself. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to, I don't even have your chart up, but I kind of want to pull it up just so I can see. But I imagine that is probably the case for most projectors. Yeah. Most projectors, because that energy type is very well absorbing, as you already know. Yeah. (laughs) You're absorbing everything. And from a young age, you don't know that it's not you. Yeah. You don't know that it's not you. And so it's Jaden, my son, he's like, it's fucking confusing here. Yeah. Totally. When we get here, we're like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, and that's just because you don't know and your parents don't know whatever, but finally getting that, oh, it may not work this way for other people. Like not everybody is the same as me. Yeah, I know that, that, that was a real illuminator for me. I didn't understand that it could be that incredibly specific. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I want to mention, cause we're talking out loud and people are listening is that timing is a really crucial part to your pathway. I think a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves. If we're listening to something and we're inspired by it, but for whatever reason, we, our feet feel nailed to the floor and we can't move. You know, the, the timing for me of stepping into my soul path came to a head when I was in my 
um, late 20s, early 30s. And I mean, I had been thrashing in the water with alligators for a decade. It's not yeah. like I wasn't looking for something. I wasn't looking, I was looking for that home. I was looking for the purpose and the reason, but it, it didn't happen for me yet. And it, it wasn't supposed to. I, I actually needed all that thrash. I needed every single bend in my hose. I didn't understand that until later and in hindsight, because that actually formulated my my understanding, my compassion for all the people I was going to end up helping. But for me, when it came in, it was almost like I couldn't not do what I needed to do. It, the difference is I answered the call. Yep. I think what some people do is they don't. Um, and yeah. so the, you know, the universe likes to talk in big signs and symbols and it will knock you down when you're not listening in every way you can. And even then I see some people just kind of whistling in the dark or putting their hands over the ears and going la la la, because it means so much change. That's when it's when you're at that moment that, um, a resource like yourself or myself, that's when we sort of come to the forefront and we're there to just reflect to you and remind you, um, in the biggest way possible what what you're wired for and give you permission to actually head in that direction fearlessly so um i i just want to remind people of that because sometimes people will say i should and i said that's a really that's a real downer uh phrase is i should you know i i when i hear people say that i'm like oh okay well hold on now you know let's drop in a little deeper past i should so I think that everybody's life will present them that big, deep, amazing awakening that says there is something more. You got to you, you got to really stay present for that because there's some rumblings ahead of that. Kind of like you, I'm sure before everything started to just kind of kind of dislocate in your world. I'm sure there were rumblings for you oh, that were saying yeah. something's a coming, something's a coming. Yeah. But you didn't look at it like that. You looked at it like I need to hold on tighter or I need to dig in deeper or I just need to like be stronger. And you might not have recognized it until it all came down to your ankles. So <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I say that I'm like the universe literally took everything out of my life and said, yeah. girl, you are starting over. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way for anyone. I get it. Like we see, we live the struggle and we're on that struggle bus and that makes us want to get off, but it doesn't have to be where you all of a sudden get a diagnosis or you all of a sudden yeah. lose everything and the love of your life to yeah. figure out what the universe is trying to say. I mean, a big part of the work inside this chart that's like crazy to look at is figuring out your awakening process. Like for me, when I realized that I was like, what? There's genetic explanation in my codes, my DNA codes of everything that I've gone through. And then yeah. you said permission. And when I realized that I was like, oh, well then I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. I'm actually on track as fucked up as this track is yeah i'm actually on track for all the things like that's how i verified it like i looked i found human design i looked did all my research in it and i looked at what it said about my past and i was like check 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 and then i knew that it was total permission for me to go into the future yeah continuing to wake up to wake up to wake up and Money, I know for women, one of the things that gets said to me a lot is you just talk about money like it's no big deal and you just 
basically I'm unapologetic about it is the energy people see me with. And I mean, I just thought that's how it should be for everybody because here we are in this 3D world. We have to have the currency of money in whatever shape that takes to get us what we want. Mm -hmm. And becoming unapologetic about money opened up all my creativity. Sure. All my creativity. Oh, absolutely. It's no longer a limiter. Yeah. Um, when I tell people, I want you to, we're starting with their soul goals. And I'm like, I want you to envision if your fairy godmother was in front of you, she'd give you anything. Even if you don't think you have aptitude for it, you want to go to the moon, she'll put you on the moon. You want to be a salsa dancer. Great. You're going to be a salsa dancer, whatever it is that makes you happy. You should see most of the time, the fear that I have come back to me. It's uh, like even conceiving that because immediately their mind goes into what can I afford? How am I going to negotiate yeah. that? And it's, it's too heavy for them to hold. So it's even that constriction around money and finances. It shuts people down to dreaming. It shuts them down yes. to conceiving of something that actually brings joy. They've gotten so used to just being kind of complacent and complacency is like, it's not like a bad vibe. It's just, I always tell people death by mediocrity is the worst cut of all. It's the slowest death is mediocrity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to look at somebody when something's really shitty and bad in their life. And you're like, wow, they really need to like vibe it up. Um, or when somebody's doing really awesome, like, wow, fuck, they're doing awesome. The middle is where it's the most challenging because it's sort of, it's like gas in the air. You can barely detect it. So finances is, you know, when I hear you talk about that and you are so fearless about it and, um, and your energy behind it, it's so on rev. It's like, wow, that's like, uh, that's really unique. You know, that's really, really unique. And yet that is the fuel that is behind every single dream that's been actualized. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's the rocket fuel for manifestation is that abundance. And that abundance thinking doesn't just bring in wealth in the form of finances. It brings in wealth in the form of health. It brings in wealth in the form of relationships. Yeah. It brings in wealth in the form of experiences and adventure um, because there is no fearlessness. It'd be like if everybody right now got the, you know, those big ass checks that they hold when somebody's run the lottery. Right. Yeah. Everybody hold the check and write the check to themselves of the most money they could ever conceive of receiving and what they would do with that. And just have them walk through that experience as, as is. I mean, oh my God, it would just be, you know, two rows of teeth smiling for as miles and miles as people were starting to drop into what would really turn me on. So what you're doing is phenomenal. The fact that you've got the architecture behind it is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, girl. I am like, I am so like a mile behind you. You gave me the, yeah, I got the books and I got the little thing and I'm still overwhelmed with the geometry and all the, <laughs> yeah. and the letters and shit like that. But I recognize the value. I've witnessed it. I've had a really high level reading. It was like, I sat back on the couch and then she keeps talking. I'm about two inches forward. And by the end of the reading, I'm practically, my nose is practically up to the screen going, you can see that. Where is that? Yeah. Tell me where you're seeing that. I don't understand how you know that. I mean, it's yeah. amazing to me. Yeah. I always say like this little chart on the internet just knows me better than my mother knows me. So crazy. And literally lays out my life's plan for me. Wow. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, because I know you work with a lot of women. Yes, I do. What do you see as their most common 
I mean, we could say energetic block with women who come to you and they want more success for their lives. They're looking for more money. Insecurity and inferiority about what they're capable of creating. Mm -hmm. They play the compare game and the not enough game. So, and the other thing is verbalization. So the two chakras that I see the most impacted is third chakra and fifth. So the third chakra is the chakra of self, self-actualization, self-realization, self-awareness, self-esteem. It's your personal power. It's the energy that you use to manifest around you. It's also where you hold your male and female energy. Oftentimes people are very imbalanced in this arena. You know, I look at male energy as do it, get her done energy. And I look at- Would you say the third chakra is like right here in the chest? It's actually in the center of your torso. So it's below your diaphragm. It's above your intestines. It's right in the middle. And the fifth chakra, it's almost like an epidemic, the impact that I see in people in the fifth center. So the fifth center is your truth portal. It's also your release valve. And culturally, what we tell people, what we teach ourselves around the world is to repress, compress, audit, hold back. When you're trying to declare, when you're on the process of declaring and opening up to your truth and your purpose and your path, if you haven't found a way to speak that, if you haven't found a way to open yourself up to the truth of I am, I deserve, I will, I can, I love. If it's stuck in your throat, you're going to have a lot of hard time expanding that energy of creation. Hmm. The other chakra that is really important for people to look at is their second, simply from the standpoint of it being the pilot light and the seat of creation, vitality, sexuality, and it is the connection to family and tribe. A lot of us have some form of trauma in that second chakra, whether it's sexual trauma, whether it's birth trauma, whether it's trauma around being accepted and appreciated by family and friends. But when you have impacts in this aspect of self, you're going to have a hard time lighting up the fireplace, which is what I like to call the third chakra. Where are you doing this? I'm trying to visualize yeah. them in my yeah, yeah, yeah. chakra is like the root. No, no, no. Let's talk, let's talk it through. Okay. So let's talk about your um, Let's just give everybody a chakra lesson super quick. So yeah. chakras are energy bridges. You are a vibrational being that is made up of four major vibrational frequencies. Nothing around you and in you is solid. It's all a grand illusion and it's not woo-woo shit. This is straight up physics. Yeah, yeah. Physical system at the atomic level is wave and light. It is an electrical frequency like a battery. Your physical system has a positive and negative charge, which means it gets drained and it has to be recharged. You need sleep, you need water, you need food, you need oxygen. And then you have subtle fields. You have the emotional, the mental, and the etheric field. These are magnetic in nature. When you combine these four fields together, you're an electrical magnetic field. And the greatest part of that, the strongest place in your whole field that has the largest impact is your fourth center. That's where earth energy, and I'll explain it in a second, and universal energy come together and expand out. That's the greatest mind you have is in your heart center. Okay, so let's talk about your chakras. Root chakra is exactly where it sounds like. It's right at the base of the spine. It's below where your your little coot is. It's right there. Okay? And that's number one. That's number one. That's that number one. Okay. After grounding to the earth, that's your stability. I call that the root system. Think of a tree. If I've got a big ass redwood tree, huge trunk, big canopy, meaning all this capability in the trunk and this ability to touch into the sky or God, but you have a tiny root system, 
it's going to be super easy for me to knock the cheese right off your trap your cracker you're going to come right out of the ground so your root chakra grounding second chakra is up where your uterus is or your lower um, abdomen um, and this is again this is related to your tribe this is your relationships i've got an awesome chakra guide on my website that's completely free it is so baller and so detailed Please download it if you want to know more about your chakras, because there's so many things that the chakras connect to, i.e. developmental ages, sound, color, symbols. Oh, my God. It goes on and on and on. But yeah, we'll for sure link that for sure. Oh link God. that because kind of as you're describing this, I'm looking at the body graph and I'm like checking it off as we go. So go ahead. Keep going. There you go. Yeah. So your second chakra, pilot light, sex center, creative, um, the base of your creativity. When they talk about the kundalini energy, it's it's coiling there and it starts to wind up the spinal column. So third chakra, center of the torso. This is where your stomach is. It's above your intestines, below your diaphragm. This is, again, associated with personal power, sense of self. It connects into some of the patterns that you hold from your mother and father. Oftentimes when I see people's like past kind of in their way i i see it lining up and congesting in that third center um, because it's it's identifying how you see yourself and you've got pattern through your male and female relationships starting back with mom and dad then we go up to the fourth center that's your heart center that's right where you think it would be it's right in the center of your chest and that is again that big electrical magnetic field so your bottom three chakras first second and third are tied to the earth grid the earth is a big ass body just like you and she has four fields of energy just like you she's all energetic just like you she has a physical form an emotional a mental and etheric form she's a big docking station so our bottom three chakras get fed and charged by the earth grid which is why when they talk about grounding or earthing it's super important to keep that center of gravity really locked and again i'll talk about that rooting system then you hit your fourth center above the fourth center now we're talking connection into higher fields of energy or what i like to call the universal one or the god energy fifth center communication release portal releasing energy stuck energy allowing yourself to cry to feel to emote to communicate to share thoughts and feelings it's the truth portal it's where you express yourself when you've said something that is totally truthful and honest to you Watch how clean and expanded you feel versus when you tell a lie or you audit something on behalf of somebody else. Watch what that does to that part of your system. But this fifth center, it plays a big role in cleaning and cleansing the rest of your field. And it's ah. a tool. And so when you have so much stuck energy here, which many, 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 many people do, they don't understand why they're so waterlogged below that the congestion in the heart the anxiety the depression the lack of self-esteem the sluggishness in their their vitality center the feeling that they don't feel connected to earth and it's like they don't understand that we've got a big electrical current or a magnetic current coming from top to bottom of your of your chakra system which i call the highway of bliss and if we've got a log jam here in that fifth center we're not going to open up to those higher senses of self that higher perception that higher psychic ability that higher connection to god you're also going to get a lot of trapped emotion behind that so we need to make sure our fifth center is rosined and open and flowing we need to start to tell the truth at least to ourselves my god that's the most important place to say what's real i don't like my job great say it say it loud say it proud right behind i don't like my job is well what do i like Mm -hmm. it's like it gets you to the next comment okay yeah, yeah. 
Then we get to the sixth center, which they always show on the forehead, but it's a misnomer. It's actually between the right and left hemisphere of the brain, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland, the little magic beans. And that's where all this amazing vision comes from, this higher connection into multi-dimensions. There's so much juicy magic in the sixth center. It's also the seat of clairvoyancy vision and you know vision comes in lots of different shapes and sizes it's not just seeing quote unquote the future people have different ways of using their vision just like they have different ways of using their feeling center or different ways of using their communication tool and then we hit the top which is your seventh which is at the crown of the head and this is your connection into that universal field so the way it's been explained to me is we've got energy coming in from the top we'll say it as a euphemism from the top we'll give it a location you've got energy coming into the top of your field and then it's moving its way down and you've got energy coming up to the earth grid and they're making these beautiful loops and where they expand the greatest where they actually where the peanut butter and chocolate mix and make something big and magical is in that fourth center it's when that earth energy and that sky energy come together and explode out in a form of communication, connection, awareness, understanding, etc. They say that the electrical magnetic field of the heart center is 60 times more than the brain. So people think that they're having a mental experience, that they know their world from their mind. It's a big illusion. It's your heart center that is actually recognizing who you are and how you are and where you're communicating the most energy. So when I see people coming in, especially women, and I know that they're trying to go the next level, I usually say, listen, you're going to need to make sure that pilot light is lit and open. There's no blocks there. You want to get that fireplace nice and big. You know, like I had a gal come to me recently that said, you know, Kara, I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have clothing, I have people that care about me. I don't want to tempt the gods and expect more than that. Ah, I just need to be happy with where I'm at. And she's looking at it like she's Zen, like she's become little mini Buddha. Um, <laughs> believe me, I think on many levels, that's a super juicy way to feel. But my question then to her is, well, then why are you here? Yeah. Why did you come to me? Mm -hmm. If you're so juiced out, if everything is so groovalicious, then why did you find me? Because something's not, something's off, something wants more, right? I don't think it's greedy or anti-spiritual or negative to envision the most. There's an amazing quote that Mandela put out and I'm gonna botch it horrifically, but this is so stupid and crazy and weird, but I actually lived in Peru for two years. I opened a bar with two friends. It was a crazy <laughs> wild thing to do. But what we were doing was we're opening a sacred center that anybody in the world would be pulled to, to meet anybody else in the world that they intended to meet. We were going to be a karmic synchronistic crossroads and it was going to be a bar. It was a place for people to find each other energetically and girl, we fucking did it. But wow. what we did is when we, we made the place, we called it Mandela's and we had this amazing quote and these huge rafters in this place of beautiful, beautiful high peak ceilings. The quote was basically you know, you're not here to dim your light so that others don't feel insecure or threatened by you. Yeah. You're here to show what God can do when he's unbridled. Yeah. You're here to show all the light of yourself as step in as a representation of all that is possible. You're here to show off for God. And it's not to say you're here to be egotistical and greedy and limited and insecure and segregated. It means to say, dream the dream, find your path, 
figure out why you incarnated this lifetime. It's not to go shopping at Nordstrom's. <laughs> I promise you. It's not to have a guy with six pack abs or to have the six pack abs yourself. There's something so much more profound about why you're here. Once you lock into that, your path of dance, creation, wonder, sprightliness, it's like flowers want to pop out of your hand. Money finds you, you can't keep it off of you. Yeah. Way and it'll throw itself back to you. Why? Because it knows you're dancing with life. Yeah. You're dancing with life. Yeah. And the universe will it. always pay you to keep dancing with life. Amen. A fucking men. Yeah. So your path, your role to play is what is my song to sing? Let me get those vocal cords nice and warmed up because I'm going to sing that song loud and proud. And I'm going to stand as an example for everyone else that anything is possible. When your heart and mind are aligned, anything is possible. Now there's beautiful, amazing advanced tools now to help you get there. Holy shit. There's wealth codes. Are you fucking kidding me? What yeah. the hell is that shit? There's, <laughs> there's coaches out there that will actually help you blow the dirt and debris and dust off of yourself. So you can see yourself at a soul level and understand why you're here and help you drop into all of yourself. And it's coming from self. I don't come in and do people's homework for them. Yeah. It's just like you, you show them the magic and then they activate it, right? Yeah. So, you know, and I know that you know for sure that right now you're walking your, your soul's path. If I were to talk to you 20 years ago, you would have said, what? It wouldn't even have resonated, right? It wasn't even in your lexicon of awareness. But for some reason, COVID has created this amazing catalyst for people, which is time is of the essence. I can't waste time. It's going too fast. I need to like, there needs to be major purpose. And I need that cheddar. I need the dollars to help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I see is people who find human design, like they have the luxury of being comfortable in their lives. Like, let's try this other woo woo reading or whatever. Right. They, uh, yeah. they get into it and then they're like, wow, wow. There's another level for me to take part in. Yeah. And, you know, part of our conditioning is to be satisfied with what you have. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that I very quickly realized for myself, just from my study with universal law was, oh, soul essence is always looking for more, always yeah. looking for more. There's always another level. That's the nature of the universe is expansion. Yeah. And I know this for me, but I am and my family will say like, I have a defined will center part of the body graph that's defined. And my family says, Danielle, you are a minority of women who will not settle with comfortable. Yeah. It's impressive, girl. I don't understand truly. I'm truly speaking from, I don't understand wow. why comfortable is tolerable yeah. to any woman, especially now knowing what I know about their architecture, which wow. I love that. I'm going to use that now. They have this wheelhouse. It's a freaking sturdy building of an energy code that will take them directly to where it is they want to go. Yeah. And honestly, it's not anything other than just not knowing. I don't want to use the word ignorance because it's got a really bad connotation, but it is that it's just, they don't know that what you don't know, what you don't know. That's the truth of it. The cool thing is if you're listening to this podcast right now, just know it's not a marketing ploy. If you found your way into listening to this right now, there's something in you higher that they want you to nod your head and say, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. That's what's been going on in my head. 
or they want to pique your attention with some new understanding that you might not have known to help guide your direction or turn your cheek or turn your chin. You know, again, it's that timing thing that we talked about. It's yeah. that timing thing. You know, if I talk to a five-year-old about human design, ain't going to land. Right. If I talk to somebody who's 16 about human design, it's going to land big time. Now they may not hear it in the same way because they haven't gone through the same struggles of, you know, trying to achieve something and not having it work out the way you intend it to because you're going against the grain, but they're still going to get the concept. You know, I think when you find somebody who's been around the block a couple of times with a pathway that doesn't work, and then you hand them something that is so effortless, I think at that point, it's a big, fat, massive eureka moment. I really do. Yeah. One of the things my higher self told me was the real fear. And I know like there's quotes out there that say this, but the real fear is truly actualizing your potential because it hasn't been done yet. Yeah. And so your nervous system, your subconscious, everything about you just hasn't done it yet. Oh my God. Can we talk about another thing that we, you and I touched on this Friday when we went yeah. so fucking right on and it's about being conspicuous. Okay. It's about when you get successful and everything's banging, there is a weird, subtle, under the cover sphere that you're going to have survivor's guilt, or you're going to have like thriver's guilt because other people have it. And that you're going to be what I lovingly refer to as chicken dinner, where everybody just looks at you like you're going to, you owe them chicken dinner because you've yeah. got cash in the prizes. So I see a lot of people that they will try to stay within the success range of the herd of those that they're around, because if they go outside of that, they're not going to be like the others. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay. there's, there's a lot of releasing that we have to do. It's not fun. Yeah. And for me and in my industry, we carry a lot of lifetime scars around vilification of saying what's real and saying it loud and proud. And so when we put ourselves out there in a big way, it really, for me, it's never been a fear about making more money. It's just been about fear of being more um, visible. Yeah. It has been about a visibility thing. Mm -hmm. So it's taken me... It's like, I call it playing double Dutch, you know, those, the people that do the jump ropes and they got the two jump ropes going and you see yeah. the Tikas and they're trying to find that right moment to go in and do that fun dance that they do in two, two jump ropes. I've been double Dutching. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I'm almost ready. Okay. All right. I'm almost, I'm almost ready. Because there was a part of me that was just like, ah, oh, shoot, do I really want to deal with being so out there. So for me, it hasn't been about finances. It's been about where that will take me. And can I handle what that looks like for myself? Yeah. So I mean, the jig is up. It's not about the money, everybody, period. It's not about the money. You think it's about the money, but what you're really afraid of is what that kind of stature for your brand, for your business, in your relationships, with that kind of potential would call you forward to be, yeah. and you can't predict how other people will respond to that. And that feels vulnerable and you feel ill-equipped. And yeah. so you'd rather just be like, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm just comfortable here. Right. Or you hit it low and slow. Yeah. 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 So yeah, change is change is change, whether your coding is good or great. Change is something letting go to move on to something else. And it, it's challenging no matter what. Again, I'm just going to tap that thing about how much community plays such a big part in helping us make these monumental leaps of self and soul and actually helps us accept the abundance that we're born into. It's being around a group of people that normalize that. Yes. Uh, 
you know, and that's honestly, Danielle, the biggest service I think you're offering, in addition to this incredible information they're giving people is giving them a, a community of others that have that same mindset. Yeah. It's one thing I saw that wasn't there. And I was like, okay, no, because like us, us woo women, <laughs> us women of intuitive intelligence. Yeah. It's hard for us to go out and create community because people, it feels yeah. ew sometimes. Like I know for me, and I know you too, Kara, but, yeah. and Renee too, but like getting out, it's like, oh God, we get to what? So creating community where you love to go be with your people. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have an us versus them mentality. I think for me now, I think it's the benefit. Again, I'm telling you, my judgment of Temecula was stratospheric. It's embarrassing how, what an asshole I was in terms of how I was judging this valley and who I thought the people here were. And boy, wasn't I just shamed and schooled every single time somebody came in through my front door. And I don't care if they were a muggle, you know, or they were somebody so steeped in woo-woo-ness that they actually outwooed me. It never ceased to amaze me that we are all coming from the same place, which is that we want more connection, more abundance, more inspiration, more love. And we're all struggling to figure out how do we get out of our own way to get there. We're falling down on some of our past issues and patterns and mistakes. We've forgotten how to dream. We don't understand that it's our birthright to have the abundance and that there's a clear pathway that's wired within our soul to get us there. We just don't understand this. But I know a lot of us are waking up now a lot, a lot, a lot. And that is the benefit of that cataclysmic sort of shift and that rock that happened as a result of all this getting like shut in. It was like the ultimate percolator of, you know, I can't do this anymore. I mean, I think more relationships changed, grew. Um, shifted, more jobs were shifted, more people moved. Like there was so much change that came out of that compression. I think it's still evolving. I think people are still stepping into that. I guess it's another way of saying that there's never been a better time to lean into more as there is now because woo-woo has become a little bit more mainstream, which I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Yeah. There's so much incredible information and data that is starting to marry science with what we typically had coded as woo-woo. And now we realize, no, it's actually just the universal architecture that I think that if there's ever going to be a time in history to make a run for it and to make a bid for all of who you are, it definitely is right now. The trick of it is to ask yourself, what's holding me back? What am I afraid of? What do I think the rocks are in front of me? And head in those directions in terms to how I move them. So for example, if somebody's like rocking a massive amount of anxiety or depression, depression, it's like, okay, well, you're going to need to get that sorted first before you probably want to lean into those wealth codes because you're not going to be able to see that clearly, right? And or if you've gotten past all that and you're just sitting there going, okay, I'm ready to roll. I just don't know exactly how I'm supposed to lean into that. Great. Well, then now you need to get sort of that roadmap to how you sort of make that change and that shift. And if you're already there, if you've already are just rocking so much abundance and now you're like, well, what more is after that? Well, the next level I like to lovingly refer to as the alchemist. Mm. And that's when you start realizing the real true secret of the universe, which is it a big fat dream. And you are the lucid dreamer. And you are waking up into the dream of this world. And once you wake up into it and realize that you're literally creating every single thing that goes on around you, you become the ultimate alchemist. You can transform things at such a huge high level. And those are the people that are out there moving big levers for the universe right now. 
those beautiful alchemists that are understanding they're moving big levers, right? Money is so in their rear view. They're like, oh yeah, right? anything nailed. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, not, that's no longer my issue. My issue now is how can I change the fabric of the future of the world that we're living in and bring more love and connection and compassion here? So when you're working with people, Danielle, do you find that you have people that pull towards you that you think are already sort of right at that tipping point of looking and needing wealth codes? Or do you find people like wash up on your shore that are kind of coming out of their own sort of night of the dark soul and not understanding, you know, what's your jam in terms of people that find their way to you? A little bit of both. I would say that women who have tried to do business one way and crashed and burned or bought into society's way of operating their income portal isn't working and they can't like they've tried it all and they can't figure it out. It's like, you know, the only thing left is like maybe the woo, there is something to the woo. And, you know, I don't even want to say human design is woo because it literally is not. But it's the women that soul sucking career is no longer an option. Yeah, I can't figure out how to get my business to work, but I have this feeling of purpose in me to serve in this way or that way, like most of the like coach people be of service and I don't know how to make it work. And the way I've been trying to make it work isn't working. And yet this soul calling will not leave me alone. And once you wake up to that soul calling, even a little bit, you can't go to sleep on it. Yeah. It won't let go of you. Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome. You know, I was thinking about this the other day because I'll have people come to me and they'll say, oh, gosh, Carrie, you know, I want to be like you. I want to be a guide for other people, a mentor. I want to be an intuitive or I want to be a healer. I want to be whatever it is that they're putting underneath that umbrella of guide, mentor, teacher. There's probably too many of us out there. (laughs) I just start laughing my ass off. I'm like, how many billions of people are there on the planet? Yeah. We need so many more people in the pool of service who are rocking all of their power and their vulnerability and their truth and their soul path. There will never, ever be an overabundance of people that can help others. So if you have an inspiration to be of service to others, yeah, I mean, please more, we need more of those people. Yeah. And not from a place of, I have to give to everyone else because that's how I justify being here. Like not from a place of not first taking care of who you are. I did that for 24 years as a registered nurse. I gave and gave and gave and gave until Finally, I woke up to this, like, I wonder if this is a trauma response, Danielle, that you keep having to give so much, but the one you're not giving to is yourself. Like maybe Danielle, that's not the way to do it. That's the difference I would say is when we're building businesses with the formula, what we're doing is building the business of you first. We start with you and you don't overextend your value out of a trauma of I'm not worthy, like lacking of anything. That's probably one of the biggest things that you could offer and provide people who are pulled to be of service because typically they are what we call hyper givers. One of our shadow patterns that we're trying to work on as hyper givers is to create that balance where my value isn't in what I give. My value is in who I am Mm -hmm. because I am full of who I am. My cup runneth over and it's my overage that I'm giving to others because I'm so full of myself. But it's such a weird anomaly because people who are of service have capacity to overgive. I mean, they have capacity typically. So it's finding that balance and learning to do that right off the bat. I really do feel that that is really the secret winning ingredient to that unlimited thing that you're talking about. Because otherwise, at some point, there's only enough you to go around, right? Yeah. 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 
what I thought was really cool as I was learning this, I noticed the universe actually rewarded me more the less I overgave to people. I mean, the concept, the conditioning is just, well, I just have to give, give, give to get, get, get. And that's just not the truth. Yeah. I just talked to a chick. She's so awesome. I love her so much. She's wanting to create a business where she does energetic facials and Reiki facials and stuff. I mean, yeah, we're talking some serious, like delicious shit, right? She had a dream and in the dreams, she told somebody she was doing it to their face and they said, oh my God, here, this is amazing. And she's intuitively telling them stuff about themselves, right? giving the facial, giving the energetic facial, and then giving them a download. And the guy's just throwing $200 at her. And she's like, oh, no, I can't take your money because this is just who I am and what I do. And then she wakes up from the dream. And she goes, Kara, what does that mean? And I go, sounds like you need to start t- charging $200 for your face. <laughs> you sounds you like you need to start charging $200 for who you are and what you do. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I go, you don't understand. If you don't charge enough money, they will see the value as nothing. Yeah. If you charge too much money and you think too highly of yourself, you know, or whatever, let's say you try, I'm going to charge a thousand dollars for a facial. Well, you're going to limit yourself. There's a really beautiful sweet spot. And I'm sure you go over that when you're helping people price out stuff, but there's a sweet spot where it's almost just a little a bit outside of people's reach where they're like, oh my God, she must be amazing at what she does. I know when I pay that money, I'm going to be so present and so invested and so involved in whatever this exchange is that I'm actually going to take away from it the bounty that is there for me to take away from it, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. That's a great way to say it's a sweet spot. I did a lot of trial and error in the very beginning of my coaching days. And there was a sweet spot. And it's interesting because you will see people show up in a way for like $4,000 that you will not see them show up for two. No, absolutely not. Even though to me, 2,000, 4,000, to me, it's like, that's money. Like guys, let's fucking show up for this. Like if I spend $10 on something, I'm like, did we get our money's worth? Did we get what we paid for? Would I want it again? Like I show up that way with money, but I have the money line. I don't know if that's just particular to me, but there is a gauge of who you're working with, what result they're looking to get through you and what they pay in order to make themselves pay attention. Yeah. Well, there's the other thing about it, which is I've recognized over the years that money is self-esteem. When I first started this, it was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just do this all the time. So it's not really that big a deal. It's super easy for me to do what I do. So I shouldn't charge a lot of money for it. So it took me forever to just inch my way up to just some of the rates I charge now. And even now I get a load of shit from people sometimes. And they're like, Yes, I know. You told me that. And it, it took me a minute. It's taken me again. It's that double Dutch game. It's just taken me a minute. And it, it's just been about recognizing your own value. And again, I think for me and for me, maybe other people can resonate with this. When you do something or give something, it's like breath for me. It's so natural. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Sometimes you have a hard time discerning what that exchange, should what that be. value is. There you go. Yeah. And I even had to hear it from clients going, holy shit, Kara, like when you have a client telling you that you're not charging them enough, that's when you're like, oh, fuck, dude. All right. Yeah. I better rethink myself. And I found as soon as I started raising my rates, I mean, it was true. I mean, it was almost instantaneous that, that the shift happened. And there, again, the other thing around that is your time and your, and your value of time. Like how many more people can you serve? Like, for example, 
for you, Danielle, if you've got, let's say, 100 people that are signing up for your $4,000 program and all 100 of those people are so deeply invested that they're, they're like these beautiful dandelion seeds that are cast out into the world and they're going to root and seed more as opposed to maybe you've got, you know, 300, 2000 that maybe only, you know, a third of those people will do anything with it and maybe they'll do it half ass. Right. So I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading a book, Jen Sincero is one of my, she's such a fucking badass. And of course she writes all the badass books and she's (laughs) so funny and awesome. And I remember reading in her relationship to money and charging and what she was willing to pay for stuff. This chick didn't have two pieces of gum, man. Yeah. So committed to change that for her, the amount of money she was putting down for this coaching program equaled her deep and total investment in a complete diametric change to her whole world. It was like she was investing in, I'm never turning back. There is no retreat. Yes. There's only yes. And she recognized it when she put her money down. And man, she scraped and she borrowed and she bled, but she got that money. And my God, everybody knows like, you know, Jen Sincero is like, she's a big deal now. She was just a chick living in New York City, scraping it by, dude, and just, you know, hating her life. Yeah. So, Yeah, it it, really does. It starts with a dedication to the way you are living, not being an option any longer. There you go. And change is the only thing that you're dedicating yourself to because you know that it has to be better than what you're doing right now. You can't be hung on to this way. And if you are, and that's your jam, fine. Yeah. But if you want to go and do and be and have, then you have to step into it being comfortable in the uncomfortable, you know? I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Well, my love, I want to know what is going on with you for your online course. I know everybody's probably going to want to do a private session, but not everybody's around here. We have people listening from all over the world. Yeah. So I'm right now just dating something super bitch and Camaro um, that I'm going to launch in the spring. That's an amalgam of my soul sorcery course that I just put out this past spring because I want to build a bigger community. My super size soul program is going to launch this May. But in the interim, what I'm doing is I'm providing soul coaching for people and we have coaches for everything, right? We have, we have coaches for life and we have coaches for our business and we have coaches for making our bodies look better and all this kind of stuff. So soul coaching is really just about helping you again, get everything that's in your way out of your way. So it's a clear highway. It's a light bulb moment when like the light bulb moment you had in your bed when you're like, oh, fuck it. I just channeled like I'm a channeler and human design is my path. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop me. And I don't care what anybody tells me. This is what I'm supposed to do. That is absolute jet fuel for manifestation and movement. So helping people find themselves and recognize why they incarnated here is definitely my jam. So right now I'm offering soul coaching. I'll be doing a monthly subscription program starting in the spring. I'm real careful about how I put that information out there because it's a lot. The, these, the subscription program for soul coaching, it's every tool that you will ever need in your tool belt to manifest yourself at a soul level, including juicy shit from Danielle on wealth codes and human design. It's about your body, mind, and spirit. It's about your emotions. It's about community. It's about growing your psychic abilities. We're all psychic, you know, deal with it. You're psychic. You are. It's about discovering what are your gifts? 
How do you expand them? It's about unfolding and unlocking your connection to dream time. Why? So you can have connections to higher guides, people who've crossed over, multiple planes of existence. I mean, it's all the woo-woo stuff that people just do backflips in um, who are into woo-woo-ness. So the soul program is going to be pretty awesome. But between now and then, if you're listening to this and you just feel like, there is a more for you and you you want to get on that road of more in the hugest way and you want to take a drink from the fire hose and you're ready to rock and roll it, then I would put soul coaching in front of you. And part of the soul coaching will include working with Danielle and helping you move forward so that you know what your architecture is and you're leaning into how you're naturally wired. Like, for example, I didn't know that different people make decisions different ways. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that you feel it different places. I just thought we all- It's a game changer. Decisions are how you work with universal law. It's a game changer, period. Just that one thing. (laughs) Seriously, how many decisions do you make in a day? And have you been working with your code? Have you been leaning in? That's what changed my friend's world. That's what got her to a VP level. It was learning how to listen to herself differently and making decisions and choices that were in honor and respect of herself. It was crazy. I mean, I watched her change just from that one little nugget of reality and truth. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing. But that said, girl, I love helping people. I was wired for it. I've been doing it as far back as I can remember. I get so inspired by the human race. I often say to people, I don't know how people are walking around on two legs. It's so hard to be here. It's (laughs) so crazy here. It's so insane. Like you'll walk into a Starbucks and just you take a gander around you. You're making judgments, quick judgments on people around you. But I'm telling you, if you walked in that Starbucks and you saw through my eyes and I started telling you what was going on in each person, you would want to group hub everybody in there. Yes. You'd want to cry it out. You'd want to create a new community and say, we can help you and you can help them because we're all the same and yet we're different. It's amazing to me. It really is phenomenal. You never can tell on the outside what people are dealing with on the inside, what they're having to step over and step through every day. And most of us, most of us don't have those tools. Yeah. Like people don't. Yeah. So my jam is helping anybody where they're standing, even if the only help they need is just to recognize that they are seen and heard. Sometimes that's the greatest gift you can give somebody is just to look at them and say, I see you. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful for you. I know for me, just having someone like you that I can connect with has really been such a gift because, you know, for all the reasons we've discussed, it can be a very lonely road to stepping into your soul's path and purpose. But I'm so grateful to you for bravely stepping into your service, Kara, and then going out loud and unapologetic about it most recently. Because I know you do in-person because lucky me, I live near you, but you also do Zoom sessions, right? Always, yeah. FaceTime, Zoom, I work with people around the world. It's been like that for years. And um, I always tell people that if you find your way to me, I already know that you're ready to rock your soul out because that's my jam. If you find me, if you're hearing me right now, your soul's talking to you because that's who I am. That's what I do. I don't, that's my jam. If you're listening to me now, your soul says, hey, wake up. I want to give you more. There's more to experience here. Well, you know, my story's like yours, Danielle. I didn't have a choice. The universe made it impossible for me to choose 
Route B. <laughs> there was only Route A. Like you, it was definitely a drop down to my kneecaps and forehead to floor. And it was like, okay, I surrender. I get it. I'm supposed to be this way. I really, I fought it for a long time, but finally, yeah, at some point you just have to say, uncle, I get it. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to do. At yeah. that point, it's easy, right? Because there's no other path but that. Yeah. At that point, it's like, well, that didn't work, period. Crash and burn. So yeah. Yeah. You're so generous and kind to have invited me on your show. You're so generous and kind to have given me a chance to share information, laughter, silliness, and stories about who we are and where we're headed. I'm so impressed by who you are. And the work that you do is absolutely phenomenally necessary. We can't, as women, as a collective, get to where we want to until we actually get on the right side of fearlessness around abundance. Yeah. We have to learn how to open ourselves up to receive all that is there. Yes. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. I've got that big ass book. I got to like tear through like Renee did. I got to figure out all (laughs) my hurdles and my gateways and what all the other words that I had that put in front of me the other day so that I can understand a little bit more about my own architecture. But other than that, I'm grateful that you found your way to me. The honor's mine. Thank you so much, Kara. Oh my God. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks to all listening too. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.